You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to the man who made that brilliant call on Eagles Radio Network, Merrill Reese, iconic radio voice of the Eagles since 1977. Merrill, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm I'm I at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not bad, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm at the Super Bowl. I, I still can't get over it. I mean, it's it's a shock. I have never gotten over this season where, as you, as you heard me say, I tend to be optimistic and I thought maybe 10 wins. But if you told me that they would have lost the people that I just listed, I would have said they'd be lucky to win six, really. And this team has been unbelievably resilient. So I'm thrilled to be here. Speaking of being resilient, I mean, being able to plug guys in coming from other places like the Chris Longs of the world and Gary Blunt's coming in and Jay Ajayi, you get him pretty much midway through the season. And then obviously you get Nick Foles to fill in for Carson Wentz. You've seen a lot of football over the years in Philadelphia. What's, what makes this team different than most? Doug Peterson. I, I mean that. Doug Peterson. He, he never gives guys excuses. He never said, we lost this guy, this guy, that guy. And I, you know, do the best you can. He just assumes that whoever steps in is going to play at a, a first string level. And he never gets too high. He never gets too low. He knows the NFL game. And Cordell, you've worked with coaches who have been around. And when you work with a coach who has been a player for 16 years, and he knows what you guys are thinking, what you guys respond to, and he knows how to treat you fairly, and yet he has a sense of authoritativeness, then you've got a great coach. And he has really been, in his second year, a great coach. Yeah, you, you end up getting the respect, I think, is what you're talking about, really. Um, the, the respect and the admiration, and yeah. they like him. They and the really, understanding of the game, yeah, too, as yeah, well. Oh, and, of course. And the funny thing is, is, is real quick, is... Not all coaches that play the game actually can transcend into being really good. But when you're under Andy Reid, the things that Andy Reid taught Doug Peterson, because that's pretty much who he's been under his entire time. He almost looked like the mirror image, but with a little bit more fire. And maybe because he's young, he takes more chances. Well, he's not Andy. People said he was little Andy when he came in. There is a definite difference. I think Andy's a terrific coach. He's got more wins than any coach in Eagles history. But I'm going to tell you something. Doug manages a game better. You get deep in a game, deep in that fourth quarter, Doug has timeouts in his pocket. Doug doesn't make a challenge unless he's pretty sure that it's right. Now he'll miss one here and there, but he's very judicious in throwing the red flag. He's really good at that, and uh, Andy's great too. But uh, Doug is a little more, uh, let's say, committed to the running game than Andy. And that could be a huge factor when we get to the game on Sunday. You'll be calling it Merrill Reese, longtime radio voice, Eagles Radio Network. Merrill, clubs have identities, personalities. How would you sum up this year? Is it really about that tenacity, resilience you were talking about with all the injuries, especially when Carson Wentz went down with the torn ACL on the road in L.A.? I think if they have an identity, it's that they love to play football. I mean, they actually love to play football. I was in Doug's office before the uh, after they uh, won the first playoff game and uh, after the Atlanta game. And he said, you know what the great thing is? We have more games to play. And, and the guys are like this. They have fun. They, I asked Brandon Graham. I do a Monday night show with Brandon Graham. I said, uh, how are you guys before the NFC Championship game? He said, we were the same as we were before the third game of the season. This group doesn't get tense they don't get tight they don't think about bigger games or stages they just go out and they have fun they do what they love to do and here's another thing there are no players on this team and this is kind of unusual 
there are no players on this team who worry about how many targets they got in this game or how many carries they got in this game. They care about the final score. And if they carry the ball less than the team wins, they're fine with that. There are no complainers. So you're basically saying this is a very unselfish team because that's what you hear a lot, that this team in comparison to the last that went to play against New England in Jacksonville, there was a little selfishness. You know, Donovan McNabb claiming his stake because T.O. came on and T.O. had his leg broken. He comes in and play. And a lot of guys have gone to NFC Championship games, but all of a sudden with T.O., they went to the hump, over the hump and made to the championship. You kind of saw a little little griping going on. But this team right here, they seem extremely unselfish. Uh, they, there was griping that went right into the next season and yeah, did. completely blew up the team. Yeah. There really was. But that's not why they lost that game. I still believe, going back, a lot of people say, that they they had that uh, myth, and I I don't I never saw Donovan McNabb throw up, but they claimed that he threw up late in that game and that he took the uh, he he choked a little bit. I don't buy it. I've watched that game with coaches, and when I watch that game, I see two things. Number one, the offensive line did not give Donovan McNabb time. It was a red carpet to Donovan McNabb time and time again, and number two, the defense never got to Tom Brady. He could have dropped back, read a book, and looked downfield and found Deion Branch. He had all day. These It sounds like such a cliche, and you hear it all the time, Cordell, but games are really won in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have a great quarterback. You have to have this. You have to have that. But if your lines do not match up against your opponent's lines, you're going to lose yeah. most of the time. Merrill Reese is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn, so let's spin it forward to Sunday. You mentioned the show you do with Brandon Graham. We know how... Effective he is coming off the edge. You got Fletcher Cox up the middle. Giants had sustained pass rush two times when they beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Jacksonville was doing a great job in the AFC title game, but couldn't get it done with the play calling with the 20 to 10 advantage fourth quarter. How much confidence do you have that Philadelphia can at least get to Brady when we get to game day on Sunday? I don't know if they can get to Brady because Brady is great. Brady gets rid of the ball as quickly as he possibly can, but by rushing Brady, they're going to give Amendola, they're going to give Hogan less time to run their patterns. They're going to make coverage more doable. That's what's going to happen. And they may get to Brady and knock him around a little bit. I think the greatest matchup for the Eagles in this game is their interior defensively and against the offensive line of the Patriots, which looks to be average or a little below average at the guard positions. When you think about Fletcher Cox, you talked about the front four and Chris Long. And I look at this front four, especially because they saved Fletcher Cox. I mean, he talked about it a lot, right? He said, you know, they probably had me playing a little bit over half of the games throughout the, the entire season. And then when we got to the bitter end, they let me play more reps, which he looks much fresher uh, than most guys his